Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, and also keynote and TEDx speaker and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information about all kinds of things related to wellness, positive psychology, my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and lots of other wellness-related information. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest future speakers for this podcast. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is to present you with top-notch people who lead their own lives enthusiastically, who have contributed to the world and helping us all to become better versions of ourselves. And it's always a great honor and a pleasure to bring somebody to spread those kinds of words to our listeners. And today we're very fortunate in that we have not only somebody who is a real expert in his area, but is waking up on a Tuesday morning to record a podcast that I'm doing Monday evening. Uh, I've had international guests before, but I don't know if Actually, I may have had one that was at least as far away as Dr. Reza Abraham. Dr. Reza is a Persian author, speaker, ultra-high performance coach, and the founder of In Control Group. He recently, very recently, like two days ago, published a book called In Control, Taking Complete Control of Your Life and Career. And the book resulted from his background of working 20 years and studying and working with different individuals. He's been invited to speak on personal growth and leadership by global companies that are too numerous to mention, but include things like Dell Computer, Honda, Mazda, McDonald's, Samsung, and Toyota, and more. Got pretty much all the the automakers, it looks like. He's a graduate of the University of Science and Technology in Iran, the Multimedia University in Malaysia, and MIT in the United States. Dr. Reza lives in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and Reza, it is such a pleasure to have you with us. Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Thank you. I'm deeply honored, and uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to meet you in per, in in Zoom. You know, we we always wish to meet people on face to face setup, but yeah, that's that's that it is. It's good to meet you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's really good to be talking with somebody who's in the future. Is you're at <laughs> this Monday. Um, so let me ask you. Uh, we've had a number of presenters over time that are kind of in, because of the nature of the podcast, who are in this kind of self-help, personal growth space. I guess I'm wondering, what is there about you and your topic that's different or builds upon or, or distinguishes you from others? 
yeah, th- th- this is actually is like a very, very exciting question. And uh, I, I personally love to go through it because it's not something great to start the conversation with. But unfortunately, we live in a world which society appreciates more negativity, sad news, and uh, the stories which they are always started with like divorce, addiction, lost the loved one, massive trauma in the life. It's always more compelling stories that the life that actually someone has gone through, for example, like, you know, a a good life, an average life. And uh, I, I strongly believe that even majority of the people that we speak with, like I can, I can say with the level of certainty that 75 to 80% of the people that we speak with, they have not gone through a massive, massive trauma in their life, you know, so that they can actually sell that story to other people. And uh, I was one of those guys, you know, I was uh, basically, I would say like, there was nothing wrong with the quality of my life and career. I was doing what I was uh, very passionate about in my life and career, but there was always these barriers that holding me back, you know? Although I was growing and I was getting older, but I just felt static, you know? I knew I need to do something about it, but I didn't know what it is, you know? And I had this fear with me that, what if I try and I fail? So I was this person who was very jovial, empowered, uh, living a good life, having a great family. But on the inside, I was kind of like struggling while, although I was progressing, but it wasn't in my terms and it wasn't under my control. So what happened was this, this, this is a story of that I have gone through when I started to talk about it with other people, then I noticed that, yeah, actually there are a lot of people are like that, meaning that they are actually living a good life. You know, you don't necessarily need to go through a massive trauma to take control of your life. You can be having an average life and a, a moderate experience in your life, and but you can have this vision to become extremely successful in whatever you do. So I was this in this rat race that was very inspiring, very shiny on the outside, but it was um, inelegant and dark on the inside. So I have to make these decisions to choose between finding myself and losing everything that I had or just stay where I am and remaining controlled by others and circumstances. So this is this is something that, you know, it, it, it has been an inspiration to a lot of people because, like I said uh, earlier, really 70, 75% to 80% of the people that we talk to, they have not gone through a major, major trauma in their life, you know? So they are ordinary people with a big vision, with a big goal. And I'm the story of that person. You know, I just wanted to optimize my life and I wanted to become in control of my life and career. Very interesting. So what is your definition of an in-control life? Somebody might listen to what you were saying and and say, well, you know, if you were kind of doing what you wanted and all that, weren't you in control then? What, What is it that 
is your definition of an in-control life. Correct, correct. So what, what, what you're saying is absolutely right. Um, see, most people, they kind of like, they like what they do. But there are very few people that you find that they're living an in-control life and career. So how we define the word in-control is when you love what you do, you love who are you doing it with, you love who are you doing it for, and you love how are you doing it. It means how long you do it, when you do it, where you do it, and there is a whole lot of elements around it. So most people, they like what they do and they dislike certain things, but they are not in love with the people and the, the job that they're doing. They just go day in, day out, living that life. And uh, unfortunately, they are not even conscious that, hey, I can actually move towards that direction. And it's, a, it's an ongoing journey because you won't get it right all the time. There, it's, a, it's, a, it's a progressive journey as long as you are very conscious about it. So what happened was when I personally came to that realization, that's how the whole things got started because I was trying to build a systematic approach on how to take complete control of your life and career. You know, we all have read tons of self-help book, but it's very hard to find a systematic approach around it. And when I say the word system, uh, it's good for me to explain that uh, the system, the way we define the word system, which I learned it many years ago when I was in my early 20 from Bob Berg. And uh, he said that, I mean, he also said from somebody else. So he said like system can help an ordinary person achieve an extraordinary result predictably. It means that we can predict the outcome no matter how ordinary you are. And I wanted to build that system to how to help someone to build an in-control life and career in a systematic way that it doesn't matter you are coming from which age, which race, which background, you know, it's, it applies to everybody from anywhere in the world. Uh, that, uh, you know, gives us a lot of food for thought. I'm wondering, can you break it down a little bit? I know uh, you've got a whole book on it, but perhaps whether it be the pillars or some of the things that are part of your system that we can relate to and at least gain an appreciation to want to learn more about it. Sure, sure. Yeah, so the center of living an in-control model, it's, it comes with the consciousness. When one person becomes conscious that there is such things exist that I can be in control of my life and career, you know, it means that we reach to the point that we become aware of living an in-control life. We don't apologize for what we can't control but we take full responsibility for something that we can control. That is the center of in-control model. Then there are three cornerstones that we explain in the book, which all of them start with the letter C as well. So the first one, it's called 
conversion, which is all about growth. The second cornerstone, it's contentment, which is all about happiness. And the third one is consistency, which is all about discipline. Because if we are not growing, if we are not happy about what we are doing, and if we don't have the discipline to persist on whatever we do, life loses its meaning. You know, there is, there is no need for us to even talk about it, you know. So whatever you want to do, you got to be very consistent. You got to be happy about it. And you got to make sure you're constantly growing, which is very, very similar to, uh, to the approaches that, you know, uh, I, I, I have seen in your books, Rejuvenating, you're talking about it too. Then on top of this core three cornerstone, we build 12 pillars of life, which cover both life and career. It is start with things like character, who you are when no one is watching you. Then it goes to like things like condition, which is your health. We talk about cash, which is about your money and wealth. We talk about companion, which is about your relationship. And it all over about 12 pillars that we explain in the book, which is what, what's very interesting. And uh, this is something that I personally stand for. When people read the book, I always tell them that read the first four chapters first, meaning that consciousness, contentment, conversion, and consistency. But when it comes to the pillars, Ron, not everybody have the same problem. We all have different needs. You know, maybe like I was, I was speaking with one gentleman just a day ago during our book launching. So he was saying like, you know, okay, this is the beginning of the year. I really want to make sure I can set a proper direction for my life. So what I have told him, I said that, okay, you know what? Once you finish the first four chapters, I want you to straight away go to the chapter called Compass, which is all about your ability to set the right directions and making great decisions. So it means that Different people might find the book differently. And frankly speaking, I always believe that not every pillars, it's a problem to everybody. Different people have different agenda and they want to be in control of different part of their life. So I leave it to you. I empower my readers to be in control of their reading as well when they go through it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, great role modeling. As you were talking, I was thinking... Uh, is the assumption or the science behind it such that if you achieve this in control status, that it gets applied across the board? Uh, I'm thinking of, say, somebody who's very content in his or her marriage, but hates their job, you know, or hates where they live or, uh, you know, has good relationships, but they're overweight or underweight or whatever. Do we come away from the book or, or your system in general with being able to apply it broadly uh, or at least when we identify the areas where we need to, the, the pillars we need to work on, that we can do that and be, become generally in control? Or are there barriers that, that uh, are, are beyond our control? The question that we, we all need to ask ourselves is that, is there even such things exist that somebody is like in complete control of their life and career, right? What happened here is that it's very interesting that even for myself, 
If you ask me like, okay, Reza, as someone who wrote this book of in control, are you in control of like every aspect of your life? The answer is no. Yeah. There, every one of us, we do definitely have like some strengths and weaknesses in different, different areas. Okay. And there is no such thing that you can take everything under control in one glance, you know, or you, you say like, okay, you know, this year I want to take my entire life under control. So what I, what I always tell people is that what is your widely important goal that you want to make sure you accomplish, let's say this year, if everything remain as where it is, what is the one thing, what is the meaning of success for you means right now? And that questions will always narrow it down to one point that they would like to start. So if let's say your, your one thing that you want to get it done for this year is to lose weight or gain weight, or it's something that you want to get your relationship in control, you know, or you want to do something about your career, right? So there is no one medicine to everybody. So that's why it's, it's really interesting that we all deal with different challenges and there is no such a thing that you can take everything under control straight away. It's very important to prioritize and understand exactly what is the areas that you want to take in control this year. And when I say this year, because I don't want to talk about something which is going to happen in the future. I think COVID has shown us very well that how things can turn around in, in a matter of days in a matter of like weeks. And um, what, what, what is what, what I always tell people that stay present, make sure what is the one priority that you want to get um, complete control, you know, because if you put there, okay, I have lost problem, I have relationship problem, I have this problem. If you put all together, there's no way for you to do it. So ask yourself this question. What is the widely important goal that you would like to knock down this year if everything's remain in the same place that it is. So that is where it brings you down and narrow it down to one goal that you want to get it done for this year. And, and it's so, so interesting for us to talk about it at this January, 2022, because uh, you know it's the it's, it's beginning of the year and I'm sure many people are in the process of like discovering like, is it really good for me to even set some goals, you know, because some people say, well, you know what, we're still in COVID. We don't know how things going to turn around. And I'm absolutely against that kind of thought process because I believe that, you know, success is not accidental. It's very, very intentional. Nobody accidentally lose five kg. You don't even accidentally gain five kg. You know, it's like sometimes people say, but the food was nice, but you eat the food, you know? So it's, you are in control of what you eat. You know? So you have to set goals. You have to set goals. That is not something that we negotiate with anybody. Yeah, well, that's uh, when I started out, I'd asked how you were different from a lot of self-help people. And I think, that's really a, a major answer is the fact that it sounds like you're saying that we're always works in progress. We don't get this one principle and suddenly we're we're cured. Yep. But we always are trying to gain control in various areas and hopefully you accomplish your goal and 
this year and move on. And, and, you know, we always have, have stuff to work on. Are you finding, I, I know COVID has no, nobody studied for or planned for or prepared to deal with COVID. Are, are there some, some general principles that we should be aware of? Because I know, uh, I suspect you just like I have had to deal with people who just are, just don't seem to be equipped for what's happened. And, and they've become much more reactive. Uh, in, in some cases, people that I would have predicted, you know, would be able to master this thing. It's, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, it's, you know, people who still have their homes, they still, you know, have their health and so on, but they've been limited, you know, in terms of what they, they can do. Uh, do you have any, any particular advice or guidance for people who are having difficulty with COVID? All right. COVID has been a very tough time, I think, for many people all around the world, right? And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure many of your audience as well, same as me, we even lost some loved one in the process of the COVID. It's been a crisis. But what, what, I, what, what I always explain when I go around the topic of the COVID, there are a few points that I can actually break it down. The first thing first is that this, there is this, this concept, uh, it's called Zoro Circle, or we call it as a circle of control. There are the things that we can control. There are certain things that we cannot control. We can't control the COVID itself, but we can control. We but what we can control is we can control how we deal with COVID and how we protect ourselves against taking COVID. That is something that we definitely can control. So my personal advice to whoever I talk to, whether it's the business leaders, whether they are like successful people or the people who are struggling in that area or even average people, is that look at the COVID as, as a crisis. And the way we, we see it, like, you know, in, in Chinese, there is a word for this crisis. They define the word crisis as um, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, as Wei Ti. So the first part of the word Wei, it means danger. The second part of the word Ti, it means opportunity. So they said in every crisis, like what's happening right now, COVID situation, there is always a danger and there is always an opportunity. And um, I'm not saying it in a very cheesy, cliche, motivational speaker kind of like talk that, oh, there is a danger, there is an opportunity, be positive, don't be negative, right? But what I always say, it's I'm, I'm a firm believer of like the way Winston Churchill put it once upon a time during the World War. He said, never waste a good crisis. Never waste a good crisis Great. because crisis, whether you like it or you don't like it, is going to be hard on everybody, on everybody. It's, it's been hard for everyone. You know, no one came out of COVID and said that, oh, I love the COVID. It was the best things that happened. There are certain difficulties that happen to everybody. But are you going to just sit there and complain about it? Or you start to think about it and say that, what can I do right now to take some opportunity out of this situation? Because I think, Ron, the worst things that I would 
expect from anybody is that we reach to the end of this COVID, hopefully soon, yeah? We reach to the end of this tunnel. And then when you ask yourself, what did you accomplish out of this COVID situation? Has there any area that you have grown as a result of the COVID? And hopefully the answer is not none. That, that's terrific advice. I, I, first of all, I like the Churchill quote, but uh, I mean, the advice, because as I think about it, almost everybody who has complained about it, I've seen areas where they've thrived, you know, it's, if, if, yeah. unless they've, you know, really experienced a severe illness, that, that there have been things that they've learned about themselves and thrived and don't appreciate uh, enough. But that, that leads to another question that hopefully, again, COVID won't be a long-term thing, but I think as long as the Industrial Revolution came about, um, there have been people who are dissatisfied with their job or dissatisfied with who they work for. And, you know, when dissatisfied in other kinds of relationships, if I decide that I want to make changes and be in control, do you recommend we start out in a thing, in, in an area where I have the potential for total control, like what I'm going to eat or whether I'm going to exercise? Or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think that I, I can have the best of intentions, but if I've got a boss who is not that enamored with me being in control or at least doesn't care whether I feel in control of my life, you know, that may be a harder thing to accomplish. Is, is there some progression in which we do this? Oh, yes. So what, what you just now you mentioned about like my boss going to be unhappy if, if they know that I'm in the process of getting in control of my life. And I think what's happening in even in U.S. or most part of the world, you know, these great resignations that happening all around and people talking about it, people are resigning from their day to day job. I think what people, uh, this, this COVID, what has brought to a lot of people is that people have started to realize that I want to take my life under my own control, under my own terms and what I like, what I love to do. You know, I don't necessarily need to go to the office in order to get my job done. And I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an employer as well. I understand that very well. So there is a form of like maturity that needs to happen at both sides. The Everybody needs to become like way more mature. And what COVID has done, it speeds up the whole process, meaning that now a lot of things that we would have expected it to happen like about 10 years from now, it just happened in a matter of a year or two. So people are just simply not ready for this quick change, okay? Mm -hmm. So this, this is basically the first part, uh, uh, the, related to the part that you mentioned about my boss and all those stuff. But what is the progress to do these things and how, how am I going to bring this change to my life, right? What is the way to do it? I think the most important things that happened to me in my own personal life was the the fact that but this this is this is the quote that I I think uh, I need to mention it uh, from Richard Dawkins 
And Richard Dawkins, uh, you know, he wrote this book called The Selfish Gene. You know, I'm, I'm sure you, you're familiar with the book as well. So he had this very interesting quote in the book. He said, adult who only learn from their own trial and error will always lose to adult who learn it from other people's trial and error. So when it comes to the process of becoming in control of our life and career, I, I say this with a very high level of certainties that it is almost impossible to reach to the point that we can be in control of our life and career if you do not have someone to guide you through that process. So what I mean as guide, I mean having mentors, coaches, trainers, books, you know, these are all of the ways that it can speed up the whole process of getting in control of your life. Because I am pretty, pretty confident most of the things that we want to achieve in our life, somebody has already done that before. It's almost impossible. You find something that nobody ever touched that before. So the fastest way, the easiest way, I would say, to start this journey is to make sure you find people who has done what exactly you're trying to do. Because if you want to do it yourself, can, no problem. Trial and error. It takes a very, very long time. It might take you your whole life, you know, to achieve that. But I can tell you, the journey of 20 years, you can speed it up to up to two years by just finding someone who are really good at what you're doing. And here's one extra bonus point that I always tell. Find mentors on your strength area not your weakness. And this, this is the mistakes that most people make. They always look for mentors in their weak area. You don't, you don't need a mentor for your weakness. For that, you need, a, you need a trainer, you need an educator, you need to read books. Mentors are the people who can polish your strength. Yep. And that's where the whole thing gets stuck. Yeah, that's really, really interesting because not everybody says that. And that's really interesting that if, if you already are focusing on your areas of strength, then you're, number one, it's a lot easier to uh, to think well of yourself because you've already exactly. done some yeah. achieving. And it's an easier job because you've, you've mastered some of it. It's, you know, it's... it's correct, correct, correct. It's yeah. Good. And, and yeah. sometimes there are people who are thinking like, you know, they have a strength. Oh, I'm already very good at this area. But you know something? Even at your strongest trait, there are people who are 10 times better than you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's 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 where the whole things get started, yeah. the whole journey. Yeah, it's a little humbling to realize it, but uh, I've met too many who are who are really good at, at what I do to uh yeah, same. I, I, I also experience the, the same podcast. Thing. <laughs> that's why I try to get you guys on the podcast. The uh getting close to time, but I do want to ask from a preventive standpoint, because that's something I'm I'm always interested in people becoming the best versions of themselves and helping the people they're responsible for to do so. And so if I were your age and raising my kids over again, and I wanted to, you know, I, I know they're going to have to make some mistakes. And what advice do you have for raising a child to feel in control? It's, it's, it's really fascinating, actually, to hear that, because I have two small boys 
And uh, I, I, I grown up in a family that my parents, there has been a lot of emphasis on education. And I have, uh, I, I've been a massive reader from like 15, 16 years old. I started to read a lot, you know, but uh, there are, uh, maybe, maybe I can, I can conclude it in like two key points. Yeah. So one, one point that I really, really want to emphasize is that what we reward will always determine what kind of person we grow. So it's not necessarily it applies to, to child. It applies to, a, to a teen, teenagers and employees, uh, even, even an, an old person. You know, it's, it really doesn't matter. Whatever we reward will always determine what the person will become. I become who I am because of the reward mechanisms that we had in our house. My parents, I still remember until today, that we never get rewarded for doing anything other than reading good books. Yeah, I remember I had this, 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 this story that I always tell people is that I had this conversation with my dad. I said that, hey, my friends put the garbage out, do the house chores. They get incentive for that. Then my dad said, well, maybe their parents want them to become a garbage cleaner, you know, so I'm not going to I'm not going to pay you for that. You are a part of the family. It's your responsibility to clean the house. It's your responsibility to put the garbage out. You want to earn more? Read more. I think reading, uh, I mean, it's, it's not only about reading books. It's also about listening to this kind of like podcast, watching like YouTube's materials, anything, anything that can educate people to become faster and, and more agile. That is something very important. So making sure you reward the right things. That's very important. What get rewarded, it get repeated. And we all know that. So the second point that I want to make it here is this, this is also a very uh, controversial topic as well, which I want to emphasize too, is that a lot of times I hear this from parents. They will say like, oh, I want my kids to, uh, what we call that, uh, uh, make a lot of mistakes and learn from their mistakes and so on. That's the best way to learn from your failures, right? I completely get the idea. I understand where they're coming from. I understand that intellectually, but this is what I always tell people. Make sure you teach everything you know to your children as well. Because... Our children, the next generation, they have tons of problems to deal with that we have never even thought about it. I want my kids to become a cut above Reza. If they have to go through all the failures that I have gone through, maybe at the end they become Reza, become me. But I want them to go a cut above me. I want them to be better than me. So mine as well. I will teach them whatever I know. They will make a lot of failures and mistakes in the process, but I will pass down whatever I know. I, I know a lot of parents that they literally, they don't teach their kids a lot of things that they know because they say, I want you to learn it yourself. There are so many things to learn. There are so many new things that even you don't know. And they, they need to learn that. So might as well, the things that we know, uh, we teach them as well. And a lot of people say, but everybody is the same. But we are not supposed to be everybody. We're supposed to be a cut above. And if you want to be a cut above, if you want to be in control of your life, 
first thing first, we have to empower other people to be in control of their life as well. And that means empowering the, uh, our kids to be in control of their life as well. As you, well, I couldn't agree more. And as you uh, probably have noticed that a lot of times in introducing the podcast, my goal is to encourage people to do two things. One, to live life with enthusiasm, but also toward the goal of being the best versions of themselves. And I think if we do that for ourselves, we shouldn't be denying our kids the opportunity to maximize their growth and become the best versions of themselves, which kind of almost inevitably will lead them to, to move beyond what we've accomplished because there's there's more out there to know. And there, there's really just one other question that time will permit me to ask before we wrap up. And so I better hope that that I, I'm guessing right on the answer. Uh, about half of my listeners are in the older adult age ranges, the second half century of life. Are you ever too old to apply these principles or is there a point where you start sliding and saying, okay, uh, you know, if I haven't gotten in control yet, uh, let me just surf my way through the rest of, of life. You ever too old for this? Not at all. Not at all. I I, I am like 100% sure on this because uh, like what I mentioned in the beginning of this conversation was that becoming in control of our life, it's a conscious decision. And I think I, I seriously run. I can't think of anything worse than the situations that we reach to the last day of our life and we regret for some of the things that I could have done, but I didn't do it. I, I don't think, I, I seriously, I think there is nothing worse than that, right? You know, tell me if you think of anything worse than that. And um, one thing we all have seen in the history is that there are tons of people who has done the best part of their life in the later ages, like, you know, in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know. I know one of, one of the examples that I have to acknowledge, I, I, I'm not sure how many of you knows about this guy in Malaysia, uh, which was the last prime minister of Malaysia, Tun Dr. Mahathir Muhammad, which he was basically become the prime minister again at the age of 95, 94 years old, you know. <laughs> I mean, if he can do it, I think I... Like everybody can do it, right? You know, I mean, reaching to the highest level of politic or job, you know, in, in Malaysia. I think this is something that's happening even in US, right? But okay, putting the politic aside, we, whether we like the person, we don't like the person, but reaching to that consciousness that you can control your life, you can control of your career is seriously, there is no age barrier there. Like all these people, they are a living example of it, you know, and there are some people who say, like, well, they have a lot of help, you know, but actually it's not really true. It's not just a matter of deciding whether you want to be in control or you don't want to be. That's that's it. So to me, age is seriously. It, yes, we will slow down. You know, I'm sure in your studies also, there are many research in that area that our learning agility will slow down. But the good news is that this, this is what we know about our brain, that our brain follows the law of lose. What you don't use, you lose. So either you can invest it or you can just waste it. 
So might as well, we always tell people, don't waste it. Just don't waste it. Get in control of your life and career. Yeah, it doesn't matter what age you are. Yes, that's good to hear because, uh, I mean, there, there are people who are, are well-known in the gerontological area who now believe that, you know, the normal lifespan can be to 120. There's even a bet between two uh, professors that, about whether the first person to uh, live to be 150 is, is alive <laughs> today. Uh, but the point is, if, if we're thinking about living decades longer and not feeling in control, that may yep. be almost as bad as getting to the end of life and feeling exactly. regrets. Uh, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm exactly. glad for that advice. I'm glad for so much of the advice you've given us, Reza. The name of the book is In Control, Taking Complete Control of Your Life and Career. So, uh, Dr. Reza, tell us how we get this book. Uh, the book is available in Amazon and uh, Book Depository right now. Uh, so these are the two platforms that now we're selling the books uh, worldwide. Yeah, this basically is like a two, two main places that we are putting the book because the book is just out like about two, three days ago. It's still hot, you know, <laughs> just got it from the oven. And uh, But uh, yes, uh, you can actually find the book in these two places. And uh, myself, basically, um, on my website, uh, www.rezaabraham.com. And I'm in all over social medias, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> everywhere. Well, you've got such tremendous advice and such... Uh a unique spin on, on things that be doing ourselves a disservice if we don't follow you and, uh, you know, continue to benefit from now that you've got this book out into the world. I really look forward to all your upcoming work and, you know, helping people, you know, to really be the best versions of themselves, which is, you know, I think a goal that all of us should try to pursue. I mean, uh, yep. particularly what what we know now about how the brain can continue to to develop and so on. It, it's being in control. Uh, while it's not a concept that necessarily uh, that anybody has spoken about on the podcast before, it seems like such a such a vital thing to uh, you know enable personal growth and and enjoyment of life that I'm really really proud to be able to bring you to my listeners so early and uh, after the launch of your book it's not going to happen tomorrow or the next day but it it will be while the book is still hot and uh, really really appreciate your sharing these thoughts with us and. Uh, Thank you, Ron. Thank you. you. You're very kind. Do this again sometime, even without a book. And sure. It's my pleasure. It's really my pleasure. And so that concludes another episode of the Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser podcast. Our special guest has been Dr. Reza Abraham. I, I forgot to ask, where did you learn to speak English so well? So I, 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 of course, I'm born and raised in Iran, but I left the country when I was in my early 20s. So since then, it's been always outside, uh, working and studying all the way outside of the country. So English has been become my main communication mode. So that's it. <laughs>
<laughs> so needless to say, the book is out in English. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but we do are we are translating it now in actually in like three other languages as well. So yeah. But it just occurred to me somebody may may have thought about it. Geez, he's hasn't really lived in the United States much, uh, or in England. Uh, yeah, it is out in English. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. All the information that Reza gave in terms of contact and how to get the book will be available in the show notes. And hope that you all got as much out of the podcast as I did. And if you did, I hope you will download, rate, review the podcast, tell your friends about it, and be back next week for another really interesting guest that can help us to grow in a positive way, to be the best versions of ourselves and to continue to look at life in a positive way so that we can maximize our potential moving forward. Once again, the website is The Mental Health Gym. Hope to see you there, as well as next week when we have another really, really interesting guest. Until then, and while I am getting tired of saying this, we are still in the pandemic, so stay safe out there. Really want to see you all back next week. Best of luck. Thanks again, Riza. And until next time, it's Dr. Ron Kaiser signing off. <laughs>